Hello, and welcome back again to Out Getting Pizza with Connor Telford and Kate McKenna. Woo! Yay! Yeah! Get pumped up! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Connor Telford. And I'm Kate McKenna. And you're out getting pizza with us. Oh, yeah. You are very energized today compared to me. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah, you did just wake up from a nap, but... I did just wake up from a nap. I'm sorry, my breath is probably, like, atrocious right now. Are you well-rested? No. No? No, I need to start getting better sleep. I've been staying up super late, like, every day the past couple weeks. (laughs) Me too. I just think that my life would be going better if I was waking up earlier and going to bed earlier. I think my body would, like, just become superhuman if I actually got the right amount of sleep every night. So maybe it's a good thing that I don't. Well, here's the thing, is that I don't think people should feel guilty for sleeping. I don't think sleep guilt should be a thing, because if you're falling asleep, that's just your body telling you that you needed it. So I don't feel guilty for taking naps in the middle of the day, but I do feel guilty for taking naps in the middle of the day instead of going to bed at a well-adjusted hour, if that makes sense. Yes, completely. I have the thing where obviously I won't say no to anybody and therefore if I'm tired I won't say anything and then I'll get less sleep because I like committed to something or something and yeah. Yeah, I relate to that. Uh, Do you have like a comprehensive calendar with like everything that you're doing all in one place? Yes. Do you like it? Yes. Okay, I was just wondering because I'm thinking of making one. I think it would make my life a lot easier if I could just look at my phone and have everything all in one place. It really just, like, takes it out of your brain. And you don't have to worry about, oh, when's my class or whatever. You know, that shit's just, like, right there. And it's, like, really cool and stuff. Yeah, it looks like it is good to know that you're getting dinner with Benji at 4 (laughs) p.m., On Friday the 11th. Yeah, I don't even know if that's actually true, but I think it's somewhere around that time. Even if I don't know when something is, I just like put it on my calendar just in case. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I needed a lot of structure when I was a kid, but I didn't have like the follow through to keep a planner Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So I kind of just flew against all odds. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Have you been keeping up with the election results? Yes. Of course, Ohio is disappointing. Um, So, yeah, why did I move here? Hmm? I don't know. Riddle, I can't tell you that. You moved here before I met you. That's true. Well, kind of. Eh, Well, not really. I met you before. I mean, there was the plans to move to Ohio, but I didn't meet you until... Yeah, I met you when you still had residence in North Carolina, but, like, did you know after freshman year that you were going to be, like, staying in Ohio? Um, after first semester, I didn't think I was going to stay at all, but I just figured, like, this moving somewhere builds character, and if you don't throw yourself into an uncomfortable situation, not uncomfortable in that sense, but, like, unfamiliar you won't grow and you won't learn. And I'm really glad that I ended up staying because I'm even better friends with you and I've made so many more friends and it was worth it. Even if Ohio is a little weird. I just remember you telling everybody at my 19th birthday (laughs) celebration thing that you were leaving Ohio state to go to app state And I remember being so incredibly 
upset with you and just not saying anything. And then I started crying and I pretended I was crying about something else. But I, I think I was really crying about that. Do you even remember? What was I crying about? I don't even remember. I can't remember either, but you were saying it was something else for sure. It's okay. I apologize well, for doing that on your birthday. I don't know why it needed to be done then. Well, I think it was because we were playing We're Not Really Strangers, and that has oh. a habit of making you be really honest with people. So, Yikes. That game, honestly, I never have a good experience with it because I hate telling people things. Oh, I love it, but I always feel really bad because I accidentally will answer everybody else's questions. Like... I have to be reminded that, like, oh, this was a not a question for you. This mm-hmm. was a question to somebody else. I don't know. I have this problem, which is a problem that most people with a podcast have, where they assume that everything they think is interesting and valuable to everybody else in the room. And let's be honest, no, it's not. Not every thought that I have needs to be shared with the world. Not every thought that I have provides value. Sometimes I wake up and I think to myself, rootin', tootin', shootin', <laughs> booty bumping cowboy. I don't know. I just made that okay, up. Okay, but that's important. <laughs> no, was it? Was it important? To I don't me, think so. To me it was. I'm glad you think so. Anyways, so I tend to have that problem a lot when playing We're Not Really Strangers. I think I I fare well when it's just like me and another person, which is really the way you're supposed to play it, just two people. Because when it's a group, then I'm like, oh God, I have to be aware of what I say. And instead of like, You know, like just tailoring it to the person in front of you. Yeah. But also, if you're just playing it with two people, then like, I don't feel like you should need a game to facilitate that kind of connection. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. No, I agree. I don't Um, know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, So you and I had very different experiences pre-coming to college because uh, in case you didn't know, Kate and I are both students at The Ohio State University. Go Bucks. Uh, yeah, go Bucks. OH. IO. Oh my gosh, we're so good at this. <laughs> um, I have lived in Ohio my entire life. I grew up in Ohio. I was born in Ohio. But Kate is from North Carolina. Were you born in North Carolina? I was actually born in Chicago. I knew this. Mm-hmm. I knew this. And my whole family is mostly from Chicago. And I lived there until I was about six. And then my mom met my ex stepfather online or something and then she was like we're moving to North Carolina and I was like we're moving to North Dakota (laughs) and my my kindergarten teacher thought I was moving to North Dakota for the longest time that's really funny yeah North Dakota would you have wanted to live in North Dakota at that point no at any point no no (laughs) what about South Dakota Fargo's there in North Dakota or South no, Fargo is in North Dakota. I thought it was in Minnesota. That's completely No, wrong. they just have Minnesotan accents That's because right. they're really close to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Duluth. Duluth. La- Laverne. Uh, I don't sure. know. Yeah. <laughs> so you will obviously know more about this than I do, but today's episode is about differences between living in Ohio and living in North Carolina and just living, I guess. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, What ways have you noticed that living in Ohio is different from living in North Carolina? How are they different? Well, the good thing is I didn't, like, move from a city to, like, a rural town. Columbus is a big city, um, similar to Charlotte. But I would say that 
honestly, it's more slow here on campus. It's it's not too it's not too like directly in the city like I was, um, and so I don't get that like huge huge sense of diversity. I guess um, there's an insane amount of diversity in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm from, um, and there's always like I don't know. I mean, it's similar to Columbus. So do you still consider Charlotte to be, like, your hometown? Like, when you're sharing, like, in classes or whatever, where they're like, name, major, hometown. Like, do you say Charlotte? Oh, gosh, yes. I say I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, with a little bit of twang in my my speech there. Is North Carolina considered a a southern state? Mm Mm-hmm. I did not. Southeast. I didn't know that, because... I don't know. I just always assume it's not because maybe because it has north in the name. (laughs) Where would it be? The Midwest? I don't know. The coastal. Sure. I mean, (laughs) it is the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. I've just never thought about it that much, I guess. Mm -hmm. So like, but you like lived in the city, in the city. In the city. Not like, you know, like a little bit closer than where we are now in comparison to like the skyscrapers, like a little bit closer. Like I could see... The skyscrapers on the horizon, you know, when the sun was setting or whatever. Um, and they were always very close. And it was like, you know, 10 minute drive, if if that, to get to the city. I don't know. I don't know about you, but maybe it's just the age that I'm at or whatever. But I really love living in a city. I agree. Um, I like the idea of like, you know, having my own place in the middle of nowhere, maybe, or just being out in nature. Um, Not so many cars, not so many people, but I don't know. I I just love being able to, like, walk to places. I mean, the transportation, public transportation isn't amazing, but it still works. Um, And just being able to try so many new things and being so close to them. I agree. One thing I love about living in a city is I feel like you're always finding new places and new things. Whereas I feel like in a suburb, that doesn't really happen. Like... The second that something new happens in a suburb, everybody hears about it. You know what I mean? And then it's not new anymore. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm from Mason, Ohio. Mason is a suburb of Cincinnati, I guess, technically, although it's kind of far from Cincinnati. It's about a 30 to 40 minute drive. Um, I tell people it's 40 minutes, but then Google Maps says 33, I think. So, uh, like, that that's a suburb of Cincy, I guess, right? I would say so. But I mean, Mason itself has a lot of things going on that aren't related to Cindy. It's to who? To Cindy. To Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Mason has like its own identity separate from Cincinnati, I feel like, because we have a lot of other things going on. Uh, Kings Island, for one thing. Uh, My backyard is literally the Kings Island golf course. (laughs) Yes, my house does get hit by a lot of golf balls. Uh, One broke my dad's car's rear window uh, three days after we moved in. That's a great movie. I love Rear Window. (laughs) (laughs) We're two for three on Rear Window mentions in podcast episodes. Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) Mason definitely has its own identity separate from Cincinnati. Uh, Kings Island's there. And then we also have the... um, Wimbledon, not the Wimbledon thing. The the uh, the tennis, tennis uh, the the Grand Open, I think is what it's called. Something. Western Open, maybe. There you go. Yeah, a lot of the kids I went to high school with were ball boys and ball girls for uh, the Western Open, the Western Tennis Open. Uh, and also, Procter and Gamble is headquartered in Mason, which 
was really interesting for how it affected schooling, I think, because a lot of the kids who I went to high school with... Also, Mason's, like, huge. For another thing, Mason, Ohio is... Mason High School is the biggest public high school in Ohio. Uh, My graduating class was 885 kids. So, like, OSU wasn't even really that big of a change for me because I went from the biggest high school in Ohio to the biggest college in Ohio. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is that you will run into so many people from Mason, but I don't think anybody from my high school has ever gone to Ohio State besides me. Didn't we, like, check once to see if anybody... How do you check that? I don't know. I feel like we did once. Didn't we, like, check the dean's list or something and you were like, oh, I know that name. I don't know. Maybe we did that freshman year. Maybe I made that up. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you do run into a lot of Mason people at Ohio State. It's true. But uh, anyways, uh, so like a lot of the kids I went to high school with were their parents were engineers at Procter & Gamble. And as a result, Mason was a very STEM focused school. Like science mm-hmm. and math had a lot of there was a lot of importance placed on science and math, I think. And you know, I'm not necessarily great at math. Like I can do math or whatever, but I'm not, it's not something I consider to be part of my skill set. And so when I was in sixth grade and fifth grade, I took the test both years. I failed the honors math exam to like get into honors math. And as a result, I was in the regular math class and Mason basically just like treated you like if you weren't in honors math, you were stupid. I think the grade below me, there were more kids in honors math than there were in regular math. Mm. Um, and so everybody just like thought that I wasn't smart. But then like in honors English, I would like not to toot my own horn, but I would like show everybody up. And then like <laughs> everybody would complain about AP Lang, which, by the way, Mason calls it AP Comp. And I swear we're like the only high school that does yeah. that. So I've just gotten in the habit of calling it AP Lang now because I, when I came to college and I would talk about AP Comp, everybody would be like, what are you talking about? But yeah, like everybody would complain about how hard AP Lang was and like I was having such an easy time with it. And, you know, it wasn't really until like we all took the ACT that I was like, oh, like, yeah, I am just as smart as everybody else. And I don't need to have low self-esteem about this. I don't know. Mason was a very, like, academically rigorous school. Was your school, like, really competitive in terms of academics? Uh, Yes. We had the International Baccalaureate. Baccalaureate? Baccalaureate. International Baccalaureate program in my middle school and in my high school. Middle school? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, switched schools in fifth grade. Because, you know, were you you a, what, what were we called? What were they called? Like the the talented students. Oh, gifted students. Were you a gifted student? Yeah, I was a gifted kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had, our, our program was called ACT. I don't ACT. know what it stood for. I think ours was just TD. I don't remember T- what it stood for. You don't remember what it stood for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we had like different ones for different subjects. And mm-hmm. I was in the social studies one, the English and reading one, the ability one, which was just like general gifted mm-hmm. kids. What? And then I was not in the math one. That was the only one mm-hmm. I wasn't in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got into that. And then in fifth grade, I actually moved to, moved. I went, I, or, oh my God. In fifth grade, I transferred to a IB school for fifth grade. It was an IB school for fifth grade. And then we went and or it was like pre-IB. I have no idea. Cannot remember. Girl, who knows anything about what a fifth grader is going to do? I have like, no idea. 
They were like, you're going to go to college one day. Well, I mean, you did. I did. Look at me. <laughs> I still like... <laughs> um, yeah, so I was in IB then, and then, or whatever, gifted program, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then in middle school, I did IB, so it was a little more competitive. And then in high school, I also did IB, but then, like, most of my friends were in IB, and then I dropped out because I moved close enough. I had moved close enough to the school where you didn't have to do the IB program. Like, so they had this program where you didn't have to go to your home school if you did IB at our school. Um, so a lot of folks did that so they didn't have to go to, like, the really bad school that they lived nearby. Um, but thankfully, I didn't live near the bad school anymore, so I could drop out and just do AP classes, which I'm so thankful for because I would have not gotten as much credit before coming to college had I stayed in the IB program. One of my favorite fun facts about Kate McKenna is that Kate has the full range of AP test scores under her belt. And I find that fascinating. Senior year, I got a one, two, three, four, and five on all five of my exams. Um, what did I get a one in? I think it may have been A push. A push is to this day the hardest class I have ever taken, including all of the classes I've taken in oh my college. Gosh. In, not even joking. The amount of information that you are expected to retain mm-hmm. in a push and the speed at which it moves. It's so fast. Like every week is a different unit or something. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And it's very rigorous and very intense. But I am also so thankful for a push because I think it really pushed me to be a better student because it was the first time I had ever like had to work for a yeah. class. Yeah. And I didn't show I didn't do that work. I learned really hard. Because I took it, I don't know, I took it my senior year, and I was very already senioritis. And also COVID. And also COVID. Um, so, yeah, that could been a, could have been a factor. Yeah, I had problems with not submitting work because, um, I don't know, I had, I, once it got around to the due date, once the due date passed, I was like, well, there's no point in submitting it now. It's too late. <laughs> uh, were you, like, super involved in high school? Um, well, I did theater. That's where I found theater. Um, I did theater, did choir. Were you, did your high Ding school have a show choir? Ooh. No, I don't think we did. We just had the musical. We didn't have a show choir either, but I was I'm curious because, like, I think you probably would have been a show. You're either a show choir kid or a band kid or, like, the theater kid, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a show choir. We did have a band. I almost joined the band one year. Mistake. Class Mistake. band or like marching band? Marching band. Like I was there with my little my little clarinet that I hadn't pulled out in like two years since middle school. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do band. Nope, didn't do it. Didn't do it. I was so glad I didn't because <laughs> the musical, the theater is so much better. Were you in theater all four years? All four years. I was, I was like, I was like the prodigy or whatever because freshman year there was play auditions and uh, I was the only freshman who got cast. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of slayed. Okay, Kate McKenna. <laughs> I didn't even know this about you. Yeah. Were you an ensemble member? No, I was like a I was like a named role, but it was a bunch of little scenes, so it wasn't a big. What play. show was it? It's just like this random. I can't even tell. It was it was called Mutually Assured Destruction. It was ten plays about brothers and sisters. <laughs> Um, and so it wasn't like a big thing, but then I was like, 
oh my God, do I do the musical? Because everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do the musical next, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, Wait, I let can't me guess, sing. let me guess. What? You were trying to decide between doing the musical and being the star player on the basketball team. And then over winter break, you met a boy, or no, you met a girl on the cruise ship and you sang a duet. And that duet changed your life because you realized you didn't have to choose. You could be both. <laughs> I really you are Troy Bolton. <laughs> I really wish that's the way it panned out, but it it did not. Oh my god! I Loki was though because I was on the swim team. Oh wait! I was on the swim team, <laughs> and then I auditioned for the musical, and I got in. I was like, I can't do swim anymore. And then my mom was like, You're getting sick. Get off the swim team right now. I was like, Fine, okay. <laughs> and I never went to a meet. I never did anything. This one time I was going down the lane and doing butterfly or whatever for like the first time because I had never really swimmed. And I, I do a lap. I come back and my coach is on the other side and I come up over, over the water and she's like, that was awful form, but I'm really happy you got to the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best is when the teacher's like, I just need you to show me that you can do the thing that we're going to do for the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like I don't know, in cross country, because I ran cross country all throughout middle school and high school. I did track in middle school in the first two years of high school. And then I didn't do track my junior and senior year because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't like I didn't want to. And I don't think I needed another reason. But my mom was like adamant that I do something. So I said I was going to do the flying pig. And I did actually intend to do it. To this day, she still thinks that I, like, made that up to, like, get out of it. Aww. But that's not true. I did actually have the intention of running the flying pig my junior year. And then, you know, junior year, I think, is the year when you're the busiest. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was just, you know, like, uh, when was I going to have time to train for the flying pig? Second semester junior year, I was waking up at 530 to go to school by 715. I and then I was at school from 7:15 to 2:20 and then from 2:20 until like 4 or 4:30ish I would be at school doing either cross country if not cross country then one of the other extracurriculars I was involved in and then from 4:30 until like 6 or 7 I would go home shower eat dinner um, do the little bit of my homework that I could do and then from like 7 to 11 I would go work at Culver's and then I would come home, shower, do the rest of my homework, get to bed at like 1.32 in the morning, wake up, do it all over again the oh next God. day. Like, when was I going to have time to train for the flying pig? And you didn't have an agenda? No. What the hell? I love Well, because I didn't need an agenda because every second of my day was accounted for. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't really need one back then, I guess, because it was just like, okay, I do the same thing every day. It's not like varied like it is these yeah. days where also the same stuff. like my schedule was so structured that it was like I knew where I needed to be and also I didn't have an option like to do other things or get distracted in between like mm -hmm. school and work because like that was the only time I had to get my homework done so I kind of had to do it then mm -hmm. yeah and here we are yeah wasting time yeah. not doing homework yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've definitely, last semester I, I started this bad habit of turning in essays like two or three days late, 
And I finally got late points deducted this week on an essay I turned in. That was absolute fire, by the way. And my professor, like, wrote on my thing, like, this would have been a perfect score if you hadn't turned it in late. Like, this would have... Like, don't let me taking late points away detract from how incredible this is. And I was like, you're right. This wasn't, like... (laughs) I, I, as someone who writes a lot of essays and usually gets good grades, I can tell when an essay that I write is not good, and I can tell when an essay that I write is good. And that was one that I was like, yeah, this is straight flames. Like, (laughs) this is really good. Um, So... Yeah, that kind of shook me awake a bit. And now I'm going to try really hard to not miss mm. due dates on stuff. I got to tell you, I I really don't like write it, writing essays anymore. Um, I don't know what it is. I lose focus. I can't focus in the library. I can't focus at home. I can't focus anywhere. Um, so if you're willing to read an essay one once or twice... I'd love to hand one over to you and see how awful it is. I mean, I'll definitely do that for you, but be warned that I have been told that I'm a really harsh editor. Oh, maybe I shouldn't give them to you then. I made my friend cry my (gasps) sophomore year of high school because I edited her story for our honors English class. Oh, God. And she was like, why are you being so mean to me? And I'm like, because you can, because like you can write better than this. Like, what do you want me to say? Don't write bad stuff. Like, don't write crap and give it to me. Oh. And then be sad when I call it crap. Oh, my God. Like, See, maybe on. that's what I need, though. I need a nice punch in the face, and then <laughs> I'll be better. Music, uh, theater was, like, your main thing in high school, right? Mm-hmm. What were your other extracurriculars? Ping pong. I was secretary of the ping pong club. That's so Senior fun. year, yeah. I was never any really good. I started my freshman year, started going a little casually, uh, kept going eventually. I don't know. And I was there all four years, and I improved. Not very much, but I would say I'm a lot better now. I'm nice at ping pong. You are nice at ping pong. That's true. That's a fact. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Don't me, even Play me in ping pong. Don't even try to play her in ping pong. She's nice at ping pong. That's it. Oh, that reminds me. Wait, I have a really funny story to tell you. Okay, so when I was in high school, we didn't have a ping pong club, but we did when my sister was in high school. And my sister's boyfriend, like her current boyfriend, not like her former boyfriends, but like her current boyfriend, his best friend was the president of the ping pong club. What? And did your school have like a school news station? Yes. Us too. Um... NBC News. Shout out NBC News for real. I was NBC. on NBC. NBC. Yeah, Mason Broadcast Channel. Yeah, I uh, was on NBC, I think, like twice. Mm. I don't know. I got stopped for Kids in the Hall once. They did have a Kids in the Hall thing. What's Kids in the Hall? Where they would like, it's like Billy on the Street, where they oh. would like go up to random kids in the hall and be like, what do you think about this? What do you like? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So they stopped me in the hall once to be like, do you have any teachers that you need to apologize to? <gasps> and I was like, yeah, I need to apologize to Mrs. Leitch, my freshman year honors English teacher, because one time I was really sleepy and we had just taken like a stupid standardized test. And I walked into her class and she said, hey, class. And I said, hey, Jenny. <gasps> oh, no. Not the first name. Yeah, because I was that kid who kind of called all my teachers by their first name, like, when talking mm-hmm, about them, mm-hmm. which is, some people think it's disrespectful. I think it's a show of respect because I think of you as a person. And like, not just a Mrs. Blank. Yeah. 
anyways, uh, yeah, that was when I was on NBC. But anyways, uh, so the ping pong club was a thing when my sister was in high school and my sister's boyfriend's best friend was president (laughs) of it. And they interviewed him and he took it so seriously. And there's a really funny quote where he's like, the thing I love most about the ping pong club is like seeing the progress and seeing the growth in these athletes. I mean, look at Kusha over here. When we got started, Kusha could barely even hold a paddle. And now look at him. He's a champion. (laughs) And I really need Taylor and Michael to send me this clip because it's really, really funny. I really want to see it. So you were in ping pong club, theater. You did swim team. Did you do field hockey? Not in high school. In middle school? In middle school. I was too expensive, the city team, for high school. Oh, you did it like rec? No, I did it with my middle school. The inaugural inaugural year, in fact, I was the inaugural team of the field hockey team in seventh grade. In eighth grade, I played, and then in ninth grade, I coached them a little. Um, That's really cute, actually. I know, right? Uh... But yeah, the city team was like $1,000 at least to uh, just play. Yeah, and I wasn't about that life. It's probably for the best. I miss it sometimes. One of my residents is on the OSU field hockey. That's fun. I'm a Frisbee fan now. You are a Frisbee girly. I can play some Frisbee. Like so I the really ultimate wanna, variant? Yeah, I really want to play Frisbee with people, but I don't know who to ask frisbee golf no do you fuck with frisbee golf i never played it but i would rather just not throw stuff into hoops i really like frisbee (laughs) golf i'm not even ashamed to admit it it's okay well my stepdad used to take me and my stepbrother to play frisbee Mm -hmm. golf a lot so i kind of like having the memories of that it's a good time i feel like i would throw it into the forest and then it would never come back we did throw our frisbee into a river once and then my stepdad lost a shoe trying to get it back (gasps) no (laughs) He drove home barefoot on that break. Oh, and no. like, it was, Ew. he was upset about it. Now it's funny. <laughs> but like, man. Yeah. Um, I was in a million and one things in high yeah. school. I was like super involved, uh, which I missed like up until this year. Like now that I'm more involved in other stuff and I like kind of have every second of the day accounted for. Mm. Um, but like, let's see. I ran cross country. I was really slow, but I ran. Were you good at swimming? No, you just said no. (laughs) You said no. You told me this already. Yeah, I was really bad at cross country. I'll be honest. Um, And I'm like still to this day not sure why, because it wasn't for lack of effort. And it wasn't for lack of like shape, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Shape. I don't know. I have weak lungs. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But I tried. I was more interested in the social aspect of cross country than Mm -hmm. I was like the fitness aspect, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I liked cross country because I liked that it gave me like a community and like a team to be a part of, you know. Also, like I love cross country boys like as friends and stuff Mm -hmm. because cross country is what you do when you can't do any other sport, not physically, but socially. Low key. Yeah. Low key. (laughs) Like every cross country boy is a nerd. True. Like, they were, like, cool nerds, though. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. Yeah. They were sort of popular, too. Yeah, but, like, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know the cross-country boy type. 
Mm-hmm. When are we going to get a cross-country boy on a high school sitcom? We need a Polly Bleaker <laughs> from Juno. Oh, <laughs> we do. We do. That is literally the type. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ran cross-country. I was in orchestra uh, from sixth grade onward, and I got really involved in orchestra when I was in high school. My junior and senior year, I was a sib. Did you have, like, a big brother, big sister program at your school? No. Oh, well, if we did, I'd, like, would you mentor, like, freshmen or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I don't like, think so. Like, we ran freshman homerooms, and, like, we put on events. Like, oh. we had, like, a kindness week. That's cute. Yeah, it was super cute, and I loved it. Students involving and befriending students. Oh. Um, yeah, I loved being a sib. Um, it was kind of like a precursor to being an RA. I know, I'm, like, I'm thinking about honest. it. Like, I'm like, I did talk about sibs in my good. RA interview. Um, I'm so proud of you. For what? For being an RA and just like getting it and like being a good one at that. I do love being an RA. It's true. I loved being a sib. I thought it was so much fun. Uh, My favorite part of being a sib, well, my two favorites. At the beginning of the year, we would always before school throw a freshman spirit party (laughs) where they would get to meet their homeroom and they got a motivational speaker to come in. Oh, boy. And it was so, uh, we gave them, we like took them to do like stupid fun little activities like painting their faces and stuff like that. And I loved it. Our like cup stacking competitions against other homerooms and stuff. And like we would talk smack to the other sibs like my homeroom did it. (laughs) Um... And then my absolute favorite was the day when we would get to leave class if we were a sib to give eighth graders tours of the high school. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. So we would just take them to visit all of our favorite teachers and show them where the cafeteria was oh. and like be like, this is the art wing. You can see here, da, 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 this is the band and orchestra rooms. This is where you go if you want to take AP chemistry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, love, loved it. Aww. Um, so I was in that and then I was my freshman year, there was a record club, but then it disbanded because everybody Uh in it graduated. But then me and my former best friend in high school, uh, restarted it my senior year. So I was president slash co-founder of record club. Uh, I was president of film club, uh, by the end, but also kind of not really because Mr. Allen liked to say that everybody was president of film club. So like, (laughs) I don't know. He would be like, you can just put, if you're in this club, you can just put on your resume that you were the president because how are they going to check? You can say co-president, whatever. So everybody was president of film club, but. You were president. Yeah, sure. I was about <laughs> as much president as everybody else. Um, I was in global language initiative where you would just go and learn stuff about other languages. I was in Japan club. Oh. Uh, because everybody in cross country was in Japan. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, my friend Leia was the president oh, and okay. she's Japanese mm-hmm. and ran cross country. So, yeah. I was in yoga club because my high school girlfriend was president of yoga club. So I would go to the meetings, like, just to support, even though I, I'm really bad at yoga and I don't really like it very much. <laughs> but I would go to support. So I kind of did a That's lot of things fun. when I was in high school. Yeah. And so you were in field hockey in middle school. What were your middle school extracurriculars? Oh, geez. I think it was on the yearbook, like sixth grade or something. I didn't do anything. I don't remember doing a damn thing. Yearbook wasn't an extracurricular at Mason. Yearbook was a class. You had to take yearbook both semesters. 
to be. Oh, uh, yeah, that's how it was with newspaper in high school. Yeah, that was was the same. That was how it was for newspaper, but newspaper was a separate class. Yeah, they were like two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people wanted me to write for the Chronicle uh, because like Taylor wrote for the Chronicle, Mm. but I really wasn't like interested in it. It's different. Journalism is so different than like, I don't know. Yeah. This is going to make me so. This is such a stupid flex. Do you ever say something that you're like, this is kind of a flex. And then you're like, that's the stupidest thing to flex about. Of course. Like, why would you brag about that? (laughs) Anyways, I got interviewed a lot for the Chronicle because I (laughs) (laughs) the Mason Chronicle. I did get interviewed a lot for Mason High School Chronicle uh, because I was friends with a lot of people on Chronicle staff. So like they would interview me for Mm -hmm. lots of stories. And eventually I got interviewed like four times for semester my senior year for stories. And then Mr. Connor, who was the president of or not that he was the teacher in charge of chronicle mm-hmm. uh was like you can't use connor as a source anymore like you gotta stop we're tired yeah <laughs> um and then we also had a chronicle instagram that ran a hashtag cron couple of the week oh no and me and my ex were cron couple of the week one year and they got the date that we started dating wrong oh journalistic integrity <laughs> failed fact checking Failed. Rip. Yeah. So wait, what were your middle school extracurriculars? Yearbook? Oh, dear. I don't remember. Well, I was in band. I was in band. I did clarinet. That was fun. I was such a nerd. Oh, God, I was such a nerd. So big nerd. That was pretty much it. I don't remember doing anything else. Like, was I a part of anything fun? What did you, like, stay... I don't know. I count an extracurricular as anything you needed to stay after school mm-hmm. forever. Oh, I was in dance class one time. <laughs> you did field hockey also. Yeah. That was it. That was, like, the three things. I wasn't very involved in middle school. I was, uh... I was a little shy girl, I guess. Did you guys have power of the pen? Or is that just an Ohio thing? What is that? Competitive writing. Mm, no. I was on Power of the Pen in middle school. Mm. Um, I was really good in the practices, but I wasn't very good at um, in, like, tournaments. I probably am forgetting something. I was on... They tried to start, like, a Mason newspaper in the middle school for called Mason in the Middle, and I was on that, but it didn't really take off, so... Mm. Didn't really do much. Failed project. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this one time in seventh grade... They were doing a talent show. Well, okay. So every week on Fridays, my language arts teacher, Mr. Doherty, I hope he's still alive. He was great. He would sing Bob Dylan to us on his guitar and he had his his little Wait, his little harmonica. Hang on a second. What? You had a Bob Dylan English teacher too. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. In seventh grade. My AP Lang teacher was a Bob Dylan teacher. Oh my gosh. Why is there always a Bob There's Dylan? There's always a Bob Dylan teacher. Um and he would sing to us on Fridays. What was it called? It was like blue, blue carpet, blue stage, blue stage Friday, something, something like that. And you can go up on the stage. It was not, it was not, it was like a little stage in the, in the little classroom, but you could go up and like do anything, like sing, say a poem, sing a song, do whatever. And one time I went up there, the only time I went up there, perhaps, um, and I sung Alpha Dog by Fallout Boy. Oh. 
<laughs> Perhaps the most isolating incident that I have ever put upon myself. I don't remember. I blacked out. I remember being up on that stage, but I blacked out. I would have wanted to be your friend. <laughs> I was like so old, so old for being a 13 year old. So pained <laughs> for what? I don't know. Yeah, that is, I think, uh, a choice. But I can't say that I didn't do things like that. Uh, one time in my English class, we watched a trailer for something, and I had just made an iMovie trailer for an anime that I liked. And I asked my teacher if we could watch the trailer <laughs> I made, and she let me do it. And every day I'm like, girl, why did you do oh, that? No. Why did you let me embarrass myself like that? <sighs> Why did you let me show my iMovie trailer? My gosh. My iMovie trailer. <laughs> my iMovie Yeah, trailer. but you were really, were you proud of it afterwards? No. Oh. I was proud of it when we watched it in class, but that's one of those things that, like, when I'm falling asleep, I think of, and then I jolt awake at night. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, we had a poetry slam in my fifth grade class every month, I think. Mm. Uh... And eventually, I got put on the judges panel, me and this other girl in our class, because we kept winning, and they oh. needed the other kids to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't writing poetry. We would just read other poems. Oh, okay. So, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what was it? What was it, really? We all took, we were taking it too seriously. <laughs> Sometimes kids would forget that they signed up, and if they forgot that they signed up, and they forgot to, like, pick a poem to do... They would just sing a song, and eventually the teachers had to put a ban on singing songs. Oh, no. Because too many kids were singing songs. My two favorite memories of that is one girl doing Glad You Came by The Wanted. No. Are you serious? (laughs) And my other one that to this day I still kind of think is really funny (laughs) is this kid going up in complete sincerity, like stone-faced, and then just going... H-O-B-O, we ain't got no place to go. We're hobos. Yeah, yeah, we're hobos. Yeah, yeah. In front of our whole class. What? And I still remember this because it's kind of funny. Like, Did they make this up themselves? No. What is it from? I don't know, but you can probably Google that. Like, it's definitely like an internet thing. Mm. Definitely like a stupid playground champ. And everybody laughed, didn't they? We sure did. What was the teacher like? I don't know. I think he got taken aside after class. (laughs) Do not do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Do not sing about hobos in my class. (laughs) Kids are wild. Did you uh, see that? I guess, yeah, your your blue talent show was like. Yeah. Blue stage, blue carpet. I think it was called a blue carpet. Oh, like a red carpet. Yeah. That's cute. IDK. In eighth grade, I, what's the word? I want to say audition, but that's not right. Tried out. In eighth grade, I tried out for the soccer team because I, my, I had this, it was the same coach as my field hockey uh, coach. And I was like, well, they like me, so I should just go and do it because I'm athletic or whatever. I wasn't athletic, but I could pass as athletic. Um, and so it was like the second day, first, first day went fine. Uh, I was trying to be the goalie because I was the goalie in field hockey in eighth grade. 
Um, and second day, it, it had just rained. And so the field was really wet. And I was running around on the field. Everybody was running around. It was kind of rainy. And somebody kicks the ball really far away over the pavement. It was in it was in a field around a track or whatever. And so I'm running. I'm running to go get the ball because I want to go show off. And so I'm speeding my ass to the ball. And so I go to the ball. I'm running. And... I get I get my feet on the pavement, the wet pavement, and I slip. I slip, and my ankle goes the wrong way, and I break my fibula, and miss the whole soccer season. And you still have a metal plate in your ankle. Yes. Your ankle is like titan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't make the little alarm in the airport go off though so oh is it like a special kind of metal yeah it's like titanium or something i'm bulletproof got nothing to lose (laughs) fire away why is david getta having a renaissance i'm not okay with this put him back in the grave yeah he's like the rita aura of like producers true you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like if if zed is like <gasps> the, the I like Zed. Clarity, a banger. Stay the night, a banger. The middle, not a banger. Kate, you know what time I think it is? What time is it? Summertime. In it's our vacation. Uh, no, I actually think it's time for the best segment in the world. Did you mean a slice of TV? Bumpin' Today's Slice of TV is brought to you by Kate McKenna. And our show today is the wonderful, the great sitcom, Community. (laughs) I love Community. This is the first show that we've both seen. Yes, it is wonderful. I'm rewatching it right now. It's just, it's like, it's like an office. Like, it's like a Parks and Rec. But it's, it's just got that charm of Community College. I mean, is it though? Because it's not a mockumentary. No, I guess you're right. Those are are they both mockumentaries? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I, like a Thirty Rock. Oh, is Thirty Rock a monkey monk monk? Mockumentary? <laughs> no, Thirty Rock is okay. not a mockumentary. It's more okay. You're right. It's more like a Thirty Rock. And in case you don't know what community is, yeah, give it, it to me. It, give it to them. It, give it to us. <laughs> I will. You'd better. <laughs> <laughs> it follows the story of this. You know, this guy named Jeff, and he got his, like, lawyer license revoked, his whole degree revoked, because it was, like, a fake degree. He lied his way to being a lawyer, and he found himself at community college at, like, what is he, 30-something? And he meets this group of friends. Well, they're not friends at first, but he meets this group of folks in his Spanish class, and then they create a study group, and the rest is history. Hijinks, shenanigans, tomfoolery occurs. And it is just a feel-good, laughing-my-ass-off, funny-joke extravaganza, in my opinion, with some of the greatest bits on television. I agree. Their community has a lot of, like, really good individual standout episodes. I uh, just watched the Yahtzee episode in season three, I think. Remedial Chaos Theory? Yes. Love that Gosh. one. One of my favorite episodes of television, for sure. Yes. The amount of setup required to pull off the ridiculous <laughs> joke that is them trying to, like, get, like, who gets shot by the gun? Uh, Pierce. Like, and trying to 
get like Pierce's gunshot wound stabilized <laughs> while the troll is in the middle yes, of the fire, the fire. and um, Britta's just throwing water and then Troy is dropping the pizza like the amount of se- while the Roxanne by the police is playing yes. the amount of setup required for that bit so good yeah um also I mean the paintball episodes yes in in the Halloween episodes oh my gosh the holiday episodes yeah the the claymation Christmas oh the claymation Christmas yes I really like Community. I do too. Six seasons in a movie. And a movie. I kept recommending Community to everybody at Jet's Pizza because we had a pair of coworkers who were literally Troy and Abed. Mm-hmm. The bond between ADHD best friend and autism best friend. Facts. Yeah. I love Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. Oh my gosh, speaking of Donald Glover, and with that... Slice of TV is gone, but we did watch the pilot episode of Atlanta this weekend. Yes, Kate has never seen Atlanta, and me and our friend Rohan and our friend Zach um, were like, Kate, you kind of got to watch Atlanta. So we watched the first episode of Atlanta, which Rohan and I have seen together probably like 10 times because we keep showing it to people, (laughs) which I think is funny. Uh, Atlanta's quite good. It's so good. I hope I can watch more. Oh, we will be watching more oh, for good, sure. Good. So we talked about like extracurriculars in like middle school and high school. Did you were you a latchkey kid? What on earth is latchkey? Did they not have that in ear in North Carolina? Latchkey like was the, the where I would go after school because my mom was working and my dad was doing God knows what. So, like, I was one of those kids from, like, first grade to, like, fourth or fifth grade mm-hmm. where I had to stay after school and do stuff. Um, oh, oh, okay. No, I never was one of those. I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. I I just was home alone a lot. Oh. <laughs> uh, my mom, like, wouldn't let me be left home alone. Mm-hmm. She, like, would make me stay with people while she went on vacation when I was, like, a senior in high school. What? <laughs> which is a little wild. Just a little bit. Mm. I probably would have been fine. There was this one time in elementary school. Um, I've been afraid of bugs for my whole life, perhaps. Uh, and I never interacted with a roach before going to North Carolina. Um, and I was home alone. My mom went to work. It was the morning before school, getting ready, eating my breakfast, watching whatever was on PBS. Did you like Word Girl? Oh, yeah. Me too. Of course you did. That was my bestie. (laughs) Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Oh my God. That's the show. Love. Um, what's the other one? Cyber Chase? I didn't watch Cyber Chase. Okay. Well, you are the worst. Did you watch the one where it's the animals on the farm and they're made out of words? Word World? Maybe. Maybe. I liked that one. Anyways, I was watching some PBS Kids, maybe some Arthur. That show is uh, great. Arthur is still good. <laughs> DW? Um, and... It should have been called DW. <laughs> she was the show. Featuring Muffy. Featuring Muffy? <laughs> and Francine. Although, I will say, probably the most enduring quote from Arthur is still Buster's infamous... You really think someone would do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? <laughs> yes. Okay, so you were watching PBS Kids. I'm so I, sorry. Okay. I have got to stop cutting you off. It's okay. Um, 
watching PBS Kids, minding my own business, eating my cereal, there is a roach. I hear it, I see it, or something on the floor. It moves. I scream. I am crying. It is awful. I never touch these things. It's usually my mom who takes care of them. I can't get the shoe. I can't kill the bug. I don't know what to do. I can't get a cup. I call my mom on my little Obama phone that had... What? (laughs) We called it an Obama phone because Obama was president at the time. And it was like the phone you got from the government. Like the free phone or whatever. You paid a little bit and you would get minutes every month for free or something. Excuse me? It had minutes on it. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Is it like the ladybug in Diary of a Wimpy Kid? <laughs> That's an all-time I bit, wish. actually. I the wish. ladybug. I asked my mom for a cell phone, and she got me a ladybug. It was low-key that. And there's two buttons, and it's home and 911. <laughs> it was low-key like that. Anyways. Chekhov's ladybug. Because he has to use the ladybug later when he gets, like, yep. stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it was like the ladybug phone. Only use it for, like, emergencies or if, like, I don't know, I need to pay, be picked up or something. And so I call my mom. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm like, Mom? She, I think she has, still has the fucking voicemail. <laughs> she has saved the voicemail. Wait, did your parents save voicemails, too? My mom did. My mom saved voicemails <laughs> from us, too. She, I still say, I save voicemails from my mom, too. I listen to them when I get lonely. Yeah. Anyways... Stop cutting me off. Yeah, sorry. I'm going on a five-minute silence. (laughs) Uh, I call my mom screaming and crying. She saved this voicemail. She could probably play it for you if you ever meet her again. Um, And I'm like, I don't know what to do, Mom. There's a roach. It's coming closer or something like that. And it's the longest voicemail, too. It's like 10 minutes or some shit. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, I literally, like, I shut the TV off. I had scrambled, got my stuff ready for school. I was outside the door, sitting outside the door, and I was, like, an hour early for the bus. I was an hour early for the bus, and I just couldn't go back in there. And my mom was so worried. I think she called my teacher, or she called the school later on, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, there was a roach. And she's like, oh, honey, it's okay. It's just a bug. Um, And now she forever teases me about that moment. And that had nothing to do with our conversation, but it was related to elementary school. The end. I don't think I have any stories like that because I didn't really watch TV while I was eating breakfast. Oh, well, the story was about the roach. I didn't really deal with the roach. Are there roaches in here in my room? No. No. I mean in in the Ohio. Yes, I've seen one. Yes. We just took care of one the other day at rehearsal. Yeah, also, I mean, there's lots in this dorm. Or there are at the beginning of the year. There's less as your guys are. I seriously did not have as bad of an experience in Baker as anybody else did. Like, everybody else was like, it was the worst thing ever. People love to talk shit about Baker without actually living here. And then the people who live here are all like, yeah, this is the best dorm of all time. It's goaded. Like. Yeah. So. I did, I did have a double to myself for most of the year, so, like, I shouldn't even 
I don't know if you I did kind of win. I won. I won in Baker. Yeah, even though Lane was a phenomenal roommate for the month that they were here. Um, yeah, I did lots of like after school stuff because I had to. Mm-hmm. So like I would take like after school clay things, after school cooking things, you know, that kind of thing. That's fun. Yeah, it was cute. Would have rather been at home playing Mario Galaxy. But, of course. Um, of course. Uh, so what were some of your favorite activities to do, like, when you were a kid, like, out in North Carolina? Like, well, with your parents or without your parents? Like, we didn't do, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't, like, go on vacation a lot or whatever. But oh, no, did, I didn't mean like that. I know, we like, didn't do, we went to, like, the mall sometimes. I, we would always go to the mall. And just like window shop. Really? Yeah. We didn't go to the mall that often, I think. Maybe just for like Christmas. Mm-hmm. As a kid, like a younger kid, like in elementary school, we would go to the buffet like every Sunday. Really? Was a, it was a family thing. Where was the buffet? Um, it was called Ryan's. It was near the mall. Um, and we would go out there and it was a great time. I, in retrospect, it's probably one of the grossest places ever, but I did have a great time and I think about buffets fondly. Um, I love me a buffet. A golden corral. I love golden corral. It's so gross though. I know kids be putting their fingers all up. I love golden corral. I'm so sorry. It's true. I do. I'm not going to escape the Golden Corral. Can we go to Golden Corral? Can we go to Golden Corral? Please. Please. We got to go to Cheesecake Factory first. Just for the lols. We got to go to Cheesecake Factory. The the lols. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you ever, I don't know, my, I mean, obviously, like, maybe we don't want to get this real on the podcast, but you and I are both children of absent fathers, as we know. Oh, yeah. But I will say that while my dad was here, He did do, he was very good at the dad stuff, like, while he was here. Like, I have a lot of fond memories when I was a little kid, Mm -hmm. you know, like, kindergarten to, like, third grade, of him taking us to, like, the Cincinnati Children's Museum. Mm -hmm. He would take us to, like, the Antique Mall, um, Entertainment Junction, which was, like, my favorite thing in the world, where you would just go look at model trains. I loved that. Um... Yeah, like, I really love doing stuff like that. Like, going to the park and stuff. Oh, yeah. The community pool. Um, My sister and I would go sledding, like, in the winter. I pushed myself into a river just because she told me not to. And she she loves to tell this story of when we went sledding. And she was like, careful, you don't fall in the river. And then I went sledding, and then I stopped myself right before the river. I fully stopped, looked at her, and then pushed myself in. (laughs) And then I started crying because it was so cold. And she was like, you're so (laughs) stupid. And then we went to Domino's. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do have some like really lovely memories of early years in like Chicago where. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What was growing up in Chicago like? Like what was the stuff that you loved to do? I mean, we, I actually didn't have snow, so I would sled. I love, I lived with my grandma and she would always cook amazing food, dinner every night. Lovely. We would watch her little game shows together. Um, but my mom had like some friends who lived in Chicago proper. Um, we lived in like a suburb, like hour away at least. Oh, like Evanston? Um, yes, but not Evanston. Yeah. Which one? Uh, it's, 
It's called Lockport. Uh, no. Yeah. It yeah. was like 20,000 uh, 20, people max or something. But I have really fond memories of like going to the city and like going to the Sears Tower. It's the Willis Tower now, but I call it the Sears Tower forever. Um, going up in the Sears Tower, like looking out. Reading out, like, I, w I wouldn't read. I was, like, six or five or something. But I, just looking at everything, being with my mom. I have a really cute picture of us, but I have no idea where it is. Did you love getting to, like, go into the city? Yes. I was a very little city girl as I grew up as well. Oh, I, I know this one. <laughs> but, yeah, I loved doing all those little activities, going to the park, that kind of thing. I loved it. I really did. I wish I remember a lot more because I think I've forgotten a lot of it unfortunately. I liked growing up in Mason. It was a really good place to grow up in. I'm really happy that I ended up moving to Charlotte because I think it changed me for the better. How many times did you move? How many different places have you lived? Um, well, just the big three, right? Uh, I've lived in several places, though. I moved three times in high school to different apartments We lived in the one apartment since we lived there and since 2009, but then we moved out to another one. And then my mom and my stepfather like broke up, had a thing, whatever. And then it was just me and my mom for like senior year. And then we di did our separate ways. And now she lives in Chicago and I live in Columbus. Did you live in one place in Chicago your whole, the whole six yeah. years? Mm-hmm. Okay, so one, and then three different places in North Carolina, two, three, and, and then... Ever since I moved here, I didn't really have a place, so yeah, like... Yeah, I guess you're just... I don't really have a house, I just have several places I can go. Yeah, maybe just like one one move to Columbus, I guess. Yeah. So five? You moved five times, would you say? Yeah. I guess I've moved four times then, because we lived in three different places when I lived in Mason. Mm -hmm. We had my house when I was a, like, that we lived in until second grade, and then my parents got divorced, and then we moved to the condo, and then we lived in the condo until my sophomore year of high school when we moved to our current house, and then now I live here. So, yeah, moved four times, I think, um, and I really like our current house. Um, but I'll admit, I do get nostalgic for the house, my <laughs> first house. Maybe we'll, ble we'll bleep the street name out. Um, but I get nostalgic for that house. And I remember when Taylor and I moved to the condo in like, do you remember in like fifth or sixth grade when Google Earth was becoming like a really yeah. cool new thing? Mm -hmm. Um, so Taylor was really into Arcade Fire at mm -hmm. that time. Um, And they they released the music video for We Used to Wait in collaboration with Google Earth. And you would type in your address of your childhood home. And then the music video would, like, take place in, like, the Google Earth section of, like, your neighborhood. Aww. And I used to watch that and think it was the most profound thing I'd ever seen. And I tried to show it to Rohan the other day. Mm -hmm. But I think the technology is, like, defunct now. No. Yeah. That's really sad. Do you have any moments? Have you, you've gone back to North Carolina since? Yeah, I visit like every winter, every New Year's. Yeah. Have you had any parts of it change that have like made you really sad? Oh, sure. I mean, there's so much 
gentrification. There was it, it was happening when I lived there, but it's a lot of it's like getting built up now. Older places are t- being torn down. Um, Do you have any like specific just, ones that you saw and you like felt like a piece of you like died? <laughs> um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, last year, maybe, or maybe, maybe the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college, um, I was biking around and I saw that our community, like the Mason pool, the Louis municipal pool, uh, got torn up and it was like in the process of getting replaced Mm -hmm. with an aquatic center, like an outdoor aquatic center. And they completed it last summer and it made me like really sad that's upsetting so it's like a fancier aquatic yeah and it made me sad but it also made me happy because now kids are gonna have a nicer pool but i just have a lot of memories of that pool like diving for soda cans when they would (laughs) give away free soda cans on fourth of july and they would throw them in the water and kids would dive in to get them that's really funny actually (laughs) it was cute um but yeah it's just amazing how time passes on and how we really don't matter. These places are a part of us, but they are just as ever-changing as we are. Yeah. I guess everywhere you go... <laughs> Lana has the Lana Del Rey has that one lyric, and I think it's Fuck It, I Love You, where she says, like, everywhere you go, you take yourself. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's like the sad, profound version of that Adam Sandler sketch that I was talking about last episode, where he's like, um, you can... Um, you can go to Italy, but you will if you are sad here, you will still be, be sad, sad in Italy. Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You're just we're just always growing and I guess we're just always living. Do you have anywhere that you want to live when oh. you're older? Like I really I don't know. I've never been past like the Mississippi. I would love to visit like Seattle. I know the weather up there is not like amazing and I probably wouldn't like it for the weather, but I do want to see it. And like Oregon. Um uh, I want to visit New York. I don't think I want to live there. I do love North Carolina, though. It's a wonderful place. You Would you move the, back? Like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I like Ohio, too. I would stay here in Columbus for a while. I think I would stay in Columbus, too. Um, but I don't want to be here forever. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would love to live in New York. It's really expensive, but... True. I Also, I would need to see it first. I've never been. Yeah. Um, I liked D.C., but I don't know if I would live in D.C. I would live in Chicago. Maine. Oh, Chicago. Maine. Connecticut. I've never been to Maine. Me neither. I don't know. There's still just so much to see. I know. And we haven't even done it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really cute and earnest that everywhere people grow up. Well, not everywhere, but, you know, people who grow up with the same advantages that we have tend to all make their own little kinds of experiences like that. And I think that's wholesome. Yeah. What are you doing for Thanksgiving break? I am going to Cincy for Thanksgiving Day to visit cousins. uh, Aunt and, or no, your sister, your cousins. Cousins. Cousins and I think maybe aunt and uncle are coming down. I don't know. Okay. But just for the day and then I'll be back. In Columbus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going for a couple of days. Yeah. I don't know. Last year, uh, I listened to Lucy Dacus' home video, like, so much mm. over Thanksgiving break. So I'll probably do a lot of that again, because a lot of the themes of that album are very applicable to going back to your childhood place. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know about you, but I feel like this is a really fruitful conversation about growing up and living in places and what you do and how you spend your time when you're growing up. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Me too. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to all about our childhoods. Um, here's to all the other wonderful places we find in our lives. Yeah. We're still, there's still so much to do and so much to see. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that'll ever stop being true. Yeah. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your day, week, month. Year. Decade. Century. Millennium. That's it. That's all I got. I don't know what's next. Era? Epic? Yeah. If you take anything away from this podcast, just remember that Kate's nice at ping pong. (laughs) That's all. Thank you. Thank you. That's all. It's a compliment from the bottom of your heart, I know. Yeah. You can catch us new episodes every other week on Fridays. Uh, Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye.